What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. Adam sent me the last minute info that the Apple wrap up is here. I dropped everything. Make sure to go ahead and check it. And obviously, my playlist title is going to be called Indie because most of my music were indie music. My top five were Arctic Monkeys, Radiohead, Dominic Fike, Paramore, and Bob Marley and the Wailers. Correction, because I checked the last FM, which is another app to use to check yeah. your music for the year. Um, and it was pretty accurate this year for Apple Rap. So I'm pretty pleased. Last year's was kind of whack because I'm like, these artists I did not listen to that much. But yeah. what about yours? Yeah, mine's a little sus right now because Jordan Ward has to be my number one album. There's no way around it. But I said this to you, I downloaded the album on my phone. So I don't know if it counts offline listens as listens because, hey, love Marlon Craft. I just know I listen to Jordan Ward more than him and Mm -hmm. I must have fallen asleep or something because I have Marlon Craft, like so many listens. It's crazy. So a lot of songs I didn't listen to a lot ended up in my top 100. But Jordan Ward, I Don't Care and Fam Jam 4000, my top two songs, knew that was coming. And, you know, we had the usual suspects. We had Freddie Gibbs, J. Cole, Mac Miller, just all the the usual guys in the top five. But for my playlist title, I want to shout out my New Jersey boy, Cheek the Prophet, no Way Out featuring Chris Patrick. This song's a banger. And we love our Jersey artists collabing together, coming together. And we'll talk about this in a second, but love community building. Love, it's kind of an old school way to go about hip hop is building in your hometown, home state first, then growing out. Now you can kind of get popular from anywhere, but I think that's important. Have your home state backing you. New Jersey seems to be cooking something because there's been a handful of artists who've been rising to the mainstream. And for my leading single, it's going to be Breathe by Lily Aviana, which is produced oh, by, fire. yep, I know, by Reggie Volume. Incredible single. We haven't checked it out already. And hopefully she has an album cooking up. We've been waiting for a little bit, but shout out to Lily for that. And, you know, to get this started, Adam sent this to me again. I was I was working back to back. So I was a bit busy. But once I saw the message, <laughs> I was like, goodness. So... The song by Jack Carlo, we all know, it's called Loving Me, right? Loving Me? Loving On Me. Loving On Me. I don't want no whips, no chains. Listen, it's catchy, but it actually debuted (laughs) at number two last week. And this week, it climbed to number one. So that would be his third uh, number one single on Billboard. Uh, The other two are First Class and Industry Baby. And he basically just started his career. I'm surprised what's popping didn't make it to number one. That's crazy, and it's three single, three number one singles in three consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Also wow. impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not this. This chorus is really catchy. The verses mm-hmm. aren't particularly for me, but I can see why it's number one. It's stuck in my head. I'm vanilla baby, like that. The whole. If you want to talk about how it kind of sounds like the motto, or it kind of sounds like truffle butter, you can. But I got to give credit to Jack's team. This is so impressive. Um, what are your thoughts on the song before I go on a little rant about how Jack <laughs> has perfectly executed his career thus far? So first, shout out to Jack for using a sample that isn't heavily known. The sample is Whatever by Cadillac Dale. And usually we've been hearing in hip hop a lot of samples from previously popular songs that are sampled by the same sample. But Jack did something different here. And he's been doing this for a while now, um, having some good tracks. I remember he had a Bryson Tiller track on his mm-hmm. debut album. Uh, confetti, yeah. confetti, and the one his debut project too. That had a sample. I forget what it was. Maybe it was a single. Uh, I forget the oh, song. Oh, I know. I know you're talking about. I was thinking about through the night, but that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about. I can picture it in my head. Love is Dro. Yeah, the Static is Dro, Major yeah. sample. So shout out to Jack for that. And I'm not gonna. 
a shade Jack at all because Jack is awesome. He's a great guy, great character, great artist too. And for him to make bangers is nothing new. He's been doing this in his in his career for a while now, if you didn't know. Songs like Sundown, um, you know, Banger. all those major tracks that people love. The song is good. The chorus is catchy. Of course, the verses are a little bit uh, ha-ha-ha. Poppy. He's spelling yeah. it out. It, it, what did you say? Like um, The J-A-C. That, and it was like, if you're, if you're a girl, let go of that guy's hand and just... Yeah. Whatever, but it's club. Mu- it's club music. It's it was made music. for to go out, which honestly is rare. You don't see a lot of club music made these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like from a huge major artist. Yeah, so that's cool. It's also crazy. He has more number one singles than J Cole and Kendrick Lamar combined. So that's what I wanted to talk about. It's that's crazy, insane. but it's not crazy. It's the same reason why uh, a person like NBA YoungBoy has more streams than Jay Z or Kendrick. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, that's the one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Not that Jack did anything wrong. Jack did his thing. My issue was with Billboard. It shows that Billboard, and I know Russ was alluding to this earlier, there's something wrong in how they are measuring music. Because back then, number one songs meant something. They represented what everybody in the country was feeling during that time. And First Person Shooter, right? That was J. Cole's first number one single, am I correct? Yeah. That song, it lasted in the top top 10 Billboard. And it debuted at number one. but it got kicked off a week after, so it's on there for one week. Yeah. How? What does that? How does that happen? I when think, if somebody drops a number one song, it stays for it to leave like that. I mean, what's that? I think part of it is radio is not important now. So we do say that it seemed like songs in the 2010s when they were a number one song, you knew that song, you heard it everywhere. So I think I saw someone tweet talking about "Slide" by Frank Ocean and Migos. That song didn't even crack the top five. Like songs like that that you knew were catchy, it was hard to reach number one. So maybe it's a little bit easier for randoms, not random, but songs to reach number one just for a week or two versus back then a song could be number one for a whole entire year and had a stranglehold on the entire industry. Like, I don't know, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. It was played on radio and something like that probably lasted number one for six months versus now, obviously quicker consumption. And yeah, I don't know the shade. There's shady stuff going on, but I can't, I don't know exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, this is what's happening. This is why this song's doing well. Yeah, it's weird that it lasted only a week. Kendrick's album, when it came out, was top 10 after one week and then leaves right away. So like, it's weird. It is. But go ahead. Go on your rant. Tell me what you yeah. have to feel, what you want to say about Jack. So I want to say that Jack Harlow, his team, his management, whether it's Generation Now and DJ Drama or his close management team and friends around him, they have executed this career perfectly. And we can get it out of the way right now. Yes, he is a white rapper in a genre that was created by black people. Yes, he benefits from being white. And there are a lot of rappers who are white that want to sound like Drake and are not doing as well as him. So let's get into what he's actually doing right. Let's start from the rapping perspective. This dude raps, and he knows rap well. I've seen in interviews that his mom had him listening to Tribe Called Quest when he was growing up. He's someone who pays respect to all of his idols. He goes on all the major radio shows. He goes on Rap Radar with Elliot and B-Dot. He goes on Sway in the Morning, who loves him when he's on the show. He goes on Funkflex. He goes on Bootleg Kev. He goes on Big Boy. He goes on Cam and Mace's show. He does the freestyles. That's the classic hip-hop stuff. He was performing at South by Southwest for 10 people. So does some people will say he's an industry plant? Ironic that Industry Baby was his first single to go popular. <laughs> but people in Louisville and Kentucky know that he took the really small steps of doing really small tours and reaching slowly going up. And what we were talking about before about that community building, his only tour this year is going on right now. He's doing five, six shows throughout Kentucky. 
in random cities that we would not have any clue what they are because we are not from Kentucky. I haven't really seen another artist do that like ever. I haven't like seen a New Jersey rapper go to the different small cities in New Jersey to perform. He has all the Kentucky on his side. And then he drops a pop album. It gets nominated for a Grammy, but it gets a lot of hate. It's a pop rap album. And then what does he do? He comes back and he drops a straight rap album that gets a lot of praise, little marketing. He just wanted to get his bars off. And let's talk about he's really likable. I don't know if it's just a me thing. Dude, when Mm -hmm. I'm watching these interviews, I am smiling ear to ear. I think he's really funny. (laughs) Maybe I'm glazing him, but like I think he's he's just really likable. He's really funny in the Cam and Mace interview. That goes viral. He never gets in trouble. His only issue, and we talked about this before, was that he didn't know that Brandy was Ray J's brother. Yeah. I'm going to say he was 10 years old. It wasn't his choice what his mom played for him. I, I didn't listen to Brandy growing up. Maybe it's a, a white thing. I don't know. But like you really only listen to what your parents listen to when you grow up. Then you're able to make your own choices on music. Otherwise, there have been interviews I've watched where they try to get him in a corner. They ask him about like what drugs he's doing and stuff. And he always answers so correctly. And I think Charlemagne was like, you're answering this very well, these questions. Now let's go to the girl perspective. Because this man is becoming a heartthrob. He is doing what Drake did. And I wasn't, I was like 11 when Drake was rising. So I don't know if he was doing these interviews like um, Jack is. He does the number one girl podcast, Call Her Daddy. Like all my girlfriends love Call Her Daddy. I'm seeing it all Mm -hmm. over my TikTok. He kills the interview. That Emma Chamberlain clip when he was at the award show where he's like, Uh, I love you. Mm -hmm. Viral. Girls love him. He goes on Amelia's show, the chicken, the chicken show. We need to watch that. The chicken date videos. So he's executing the hip-hop side of it by doing all the classic interviews and showing love to hip-hop while also being a heartthrob and doing all the right things to keep the female side on his, on him. If you go to a concert, it's a good mixture. It's not just like a female show. Like There's people that rock with Jack Harlow. So I got to mm-hmm. give credit to his team. I think we talk about it all the time. There's not many rap superstars left. We know too much about artists. We hear one thing and we're like, ugh, canceled. This guy, every step of his career, has done the right move he even took a break and dropped an album with no marketing, bounced right back as another number one single. Mm-hmm. There's obviously different things to it. His race plays a part of it. But that's Not many rappers are getting three number one singles. It has yep. to be something he's doing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget, and this is like the Eminem conundrum. When you're a white rapper, everything is against you. Let's be honest. No one's going to take you serious. Even if you watch Jack Arlo's older videos and he has like the really long curly hair, no one's taking him serious. Yeah. He had to flip the cards and place himself where he's at today. But now that he's on top, it's a benefit. I know Eminem said that in white America. First it was against me, but now it's quote unquote a benefit now. And you're right. He's done everything right. I remember he um, first put out the What's Poppin' video, Lyrical Lemonade. And that's Fire what video. put him in front of everybody. Yeah. After that, he did Tylo Hero. After Tyler mm-hmm. Hero, he dropped the album. After the album, he did Industry Baby. After, like he, he knows exactly what he's doing. And of course, shout out to his managerial team and uh, Garden Collective and yeah. uh, um, G- Generation Now too. They're doing it 100% right. And I'm excited for this next album, honestly. If he can get a good mixture of like the pop sound, the singing with yeah. some rap, he's going to be here. But I have a question for you. Do you think that he's a, can we call him a superstar? For sure. First, I also uh, first, I want to say he also puts um, so many artists on. He put mm-hmm. SG on from his, from Kentucky. So I just want mm-hmm. to shout that that fact too. Yeah, is he a superstar? Yes. Uh, if there is one today, it's it's Jack Harlow. I see mm-hmm. his interviews. 
get his M- the the Dinkle whatever her name is Amelia, yeah, Amelia. the chicken show. <laughs> I cannot pronounce the last name. Mm. It has ten million views on YouTube. People yeah. are like people don't really tune into interviews as much as they mm-hmm. used to. They are tuning into this man. Every TikTok is viral. There's a if you look up Jack Harlow funny moments, there's mm-hmm. a fifteen minute clip and it has it has a million views. Yeah, that's he's a superstar. He goes to the um he does the video for Churchill Downs at the Kentucky mm-hmm. Derby. Everyone's going crazy. He runs that state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. How anyone could hate him, honestly. He's so likable. Like I'm literally like smirking while I watch him, and it's. I think it's so impressive that he does. He sings sometimes, but I gotta emphasize the fact that he is not a singer. I think that's the hardest part. Like he's doing most of this off of the fact of just rapping. Drake, if you want to do the comparisons, half of Drake's songs are singing, and real singing, like R and B ballads. Jack Harlow is not doing that, which I think is like. Ten like so impressive, to yeah. Get away with and, it. and like you said before, he puts other artists on the map. You talked about SG. He gave Skilla Baby shout out on the new hit song. Now people yeah. are looking up Skilla Baby on the Nail Tech, um, the Southern rapper he put on there. The bow, yeah. bow, bow. You wow. know that's what he did. That's important, and he's not taking anything from the culture. He's adding more to it. And I just, I just wish honestly the best for Jack. He is, he is that guy. I think he is number one, and yeah. he's gonna deliver. Hope of that next album. Yeah, I remember in one of his interviews, I really appreciated this. But he was saying how it's cool when a girl comes up to him and says, like, I love your music. But he said his favorite thing is when a guy comes up to him and says, yo, you're rapping your ass off. So, Jack, if you do see this, you're rapping your ass off on that album. Thank you for that. Yeah. And one thing, too, that industry industry baby com- or not industry um, plant conversation needs to go. I mean, anybody who signs to a label is technically an industry plant. The yeah. industry is going to put you there. They're literally backing you. They're paying for marketing ads and stuff like that's isn't that the whole point? Unless you want to stay indie forever. I, I remember yeah. Mitch Mula was saying that a lot of artists take pride in being independent artists, but most of the time <laughs> you're independent because you have to be. Tell the yeah. truth. So Jack is doing his thing and he's been doing everything correctly. So it's it's nothing against him at all. He's not an industry plant. Yeah. I need to quit that. Yeah, people who are Jack fans know he took the steps. I remember seeing Sundown mm-hmm. being tweeted under other bigger artists' tweets, like the same stuff that indie artists do now. It was all over, and I felt. I remember showing my dad in high school like this music video. I'm like, "Look at this kid, he's fire!" And I remember when "What's Poppin'" came out. No one really knew what it was, and I'm like, "This mm-hmm. is my favorite song right now." And then when my other friends started listening to it, it like I felt like I won. I'm like, "It's it's always fun to watch an artist you love rise up the ranks and get that acclaim." It's like seeing JID right now with surround sound. It's like that's my dude. Yeah, let's go. I heard this song is doing what like double platinum now because of the um um the yeah, recent I think it's nearing uh, it. trend. It's nearing it, it's Man. awesome. Like. It's awesome. And I, I'm not sure if I said this in the podcast, but I think it's a perfect way for the song to have a second life because as a JID fan, I played that song to the ground already. Mm-hmm. Like, I've listened to it enough. I think if this, if this trend had come out when the song came out, as a JID fan, you'd be like, oh, like, this is his poppy song. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact that like I already played it to the ground and I loved it already, and now it's getting a second life and now new people are finding it, I think that's perfect because it's not like, oh, he made a poppy song to get like, catchy. It did really well the first time. And now it's the number one TikTok trend. That's a good point. Because every time a song gets too popular, for some reason, I, I start to hate it. Yeah, it's like the um, Steve Lacey song. Yeah. I loved it when the album came out. But then it's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's kind of everywhere now. It's a little bit mm-hmm. ruined. But if that song game, but there's other Steve Lacey songs that are getting popular two years later. And it's like, I already played that song to death anyway. So like, good for him. Good for him. Shout out to Jack, man. He's doing everything right. And honestly, we love him. And another thing that came out too, of course, 
our first week sales still important. Mm-hmm. You sent me a Joey Badass tweet, and I'll just skim yes. through this real quick. But he just said, you know, screw first week sales. They simply don't matter anymore for the simple fact that no one is buying albums. I mean, when was the last time anyone you know bought an album? We can all stream anything we want, but in order for it to count as an album sale, you need to listen to every song like a thousand times. They're trying mm-hmm. to make it seem like everybody's flopping, but when re- in reality, just the rules have changed. So that's what Joey's complaining about. Yeah. I agree with him. Uh, first week sales don't matter. And it's not just the hip hop thing. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, but doing this whole album, looking previously through the last five years has really shown me that, man, hip hop is still alive and it's still doing the right things. There we and go. <laughs> it's literally every genre, every big artist. Beyonce dropped. Her sales aren't this, her first week sales aren't the same. Adele dropped. Uh, yeah. Kendrick dropped. All these big artists are dropping and mm-hmm. we're seeing a huge chunk of what they used to sell not being applied to their new albums. And I just think it's just how the industry is going, streaming, uh, the way TikTok is now the new factor. Um, it's a lot of different things, but it doesn't matter anymore. It's not like what it used to be when Eminem was dropping like 1.5 mil yeah, in one week. It doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, so I thought this was crazy. If you saw this, like Andre 3000's first week sales on this new album, Outsold, Westside Gun's new album, which that shocked mm-hmm. me because people have yeah. been waiting for this sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sold more than Nas's album. It sold more than a bunch of people. And that was insane. But yes, it does not matter whatsoever because the consumer's age of your fan base is really important in this because now music drops on Fridays and people who are over the age of 18 or like 22 who are in the working force, they have plans on the weekends. So they're not really listening to music that first week it comes out. So if you're if you're someone like Yeet and your fan base is more high school kids, they're consuming it right away and going crazy. Joey Badass has a more mature fan base. So like they'll listen to the music when they listen to the music. And Joey said this on another tweet. He sells out every single tour. Mm-hmm. So like who cares? Like his music, he has a set fan base that is so dedicated to him. So like why does it matter if these young kids aren't listening to him on the weekend? The more mature fan base is going to bump him and they're mm-hmm. going to love it and they're going to buy the ticket and – they're going to listen to his friend's music and they're going to listen to CJ Fly and they're going to listen to Nick Caution. And he's built this whole umbrella of artists under him. So yeah, those sales don't matter. They don't at all. And I have a question for you and I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit. These artists you mentioned, right? A lot of them like Joey Badass, Logic, whatever. They built their careers before the huge boom in social media. Obviously, social media was already mm-hmm. a thing. But I'm talking about the peak we're in right now. And maybe Steve Lacey kind of did it. Maybe Jack Harlow a tiny bit. But is it more difficult to build a fan base than ever before? Or is it easier now with social media? It's it's harder. I want to say that some of the artists you just shouted out came around as the internet boom was happening. Mm-hmm. So I think artists like Chance the Rapper, Logic, J. Cole took such great advantage of the space they were in when Twitter is becoming a thing and they're active all over social media and they're, they're building these, and Mac Miller, they're building these strong-ass fan bases so I think they came around at the perfect time. If you look at those like old XXL lists, most of those artists still have really strong fan bases. But now, because that was before it got oversaturated with content, now I will say it might be easier to find your niche if you're looking for it. I tweeted about this. But if you know you make Dreamville music, there's an account called at Team Dreamville that shouts out indie artists that sound like the Dreamville type. Go to a, one of the tweets, look who liked the picture, that's your fan base. DM them. Be like, check out my new song. Maybe one out of 50 people will actually DM you back. Yo, nice song. That's one new person that checked you out. So I think there is a way to find those niche fan bases easier than ever before. But on the other hand, the oversaturation of artists 
Mm-hmm. You're competing with a lot of motherfuckers now. Yeah. It's, it's a, crazy. a lot of people. Hey, you just kind of have to find your own unique voice and stand out. That's the that's the flip side of it. Yes, a J. Cole fan page shouted you out, but then you're like J. Cole or this rapper sounds like J. Yeah. Cole and you want to be your own different artist. Yeah. I'll say, we've talked about this before. It's really hard. It's very rare you hear an artist where you say, I don't even know what to compare this to. Like every artist, you can probably find a root person. Like I love Jordan Ward so much and he sounds mm-hmm. so original. But you're like, hey, he's from St. Louis. He kind of has that Smino sound to him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he's actually making Smino music at mm-hmm. all. But it's obviously easy to lump people in now just for the sake of, yo, you should listen to this artist. He sounds like blah, 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 just to convince them to get the listen. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying more there's these, there's these accounts that are fostering very specific fan bases. If, you want, if you're a Playboy Cardi type music, there are accounts that are only talking about that. Look who's commenting on their tweets and that's your fan base. Mm-hmm. And Chris talked about this last week. You can focus on the grand scheme down the line, but like find out who you should be making music for and worry about them. If a J. Cole yeah. fan says your opium rap isn't good, he doesn't like <laughs> it anyway. He doesn't like the best version of it, so he's not going to like your startup version of it. Mm-hmm. So find the people who like it. That's facts. And even just looking at the landscape, and this is a perfect segue, who is the most influential artist of our generation? And just looking at the landscape right now, who we have um, sounding like different types of artists, who who is that artist or multiple artists that yeah. most um, you know indies are yeah. trying to you know, sound like? It's kind of like in, in football, they say it's a coaching tree. Like a head coach has a bunch of assistant coach and they go on and become a head coach and it's like a whole Bill Belichick coaching tree. Mm-hmm. There are artist trees now. Because if you want to say Travis Scott is the most one of the most influential artists, I would mm-hmm. not debate you whatsoever. He is extremely important for what he's been doing. But Travis will tell you, Kid Cudi is the reason I'm here. He's the only mm-hmm. reason I make music. And a lot of artists will tell you that. And I'm sure Kid Cudi could give you a person that he'll maybe he'll say Kanye when they weren't beefing. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then it all goes back to Rock Kim or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it, it all goes back to the real go. To the OG. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard, but like, yeah, Tyler. Um, the creator, mm-hmm. I think he's been very influential with the way he built Odd Future and mm-hmm. uh, artistry he's made. Kanye, obviously. Um, I want to say West Side Gun, and he's really brought back the power in that boom bap rap. But then also other people will say that's Rock Marcy too. So mm-hmm. equally, I guess, as influential. Uh, who else? I think those are it's a good amount. Kid Cudi. Yeah. Like the melodic, transparent, emotional rap. It wouldn't be around. Who you th- who you thinking? I guess like future amigos. Future amigos, I think is definitely one. I kind of divided all of my influencers in terms of groups. One being backpack rappers, J Cole and Kendrick. Yeah. Of course, people want to uh, push their lyrical pen to the next level. Adventurous with Drake and Kanye West and Tyler the Creator. Um, you know, doing different types of experimental things within hip hop, new sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, trap, auto tune, and AKA mumble rap. Future, Travis, Young Thug, Gunna, Playboy Cardi, and Metro Boomin. I don't, I don't think people realize how influential and how important Metro Boomin was to the trap sound in like 2017, yeah. 2018. Yeah, I didn't even think to include producers, but that's facts. I would say like Gunna, it's hard to say Gunna's influential just because Young Thug literally paid him to keep rapping mm-hmm. and showed him how to do it. But I know <laughs> what you mean. There's so, every single artist has an artist tree of who inspired them. So yeah, J. Cole inspires so many artists who want to be J. Cole clones, including myself. Mm -hmm. But J. Cole would tell you that Tupac and Biggie and Jay-Z are what inspire him. And I think it is similar rap. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think what other producers I would say. Metro Booming is a great choice. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's the main um, one for now. Because if you Al- think about who's Alchemist, Alchemist I'll say okay. Alchemist. There's so many Alchemist clones mm-hmm. making that type of beat. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who are the complex MVPs because they do like an MVP of producing. Well, I'm gonna pick Hip Boy for all the Nas projects he's made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you can say Hip Boy. Eh. I'm trying to think like also like who makes type beats. Madlib mm-hmm. type beats are always there, so Madlib has yeah. to be influential. But it's tough. Even if you talk about the current space, I think Metro is the one who's at the pillar. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the one making albums that are gonna that are Grammy nominated, mm-hmm. and you could say DJ Khaled does that too. But we don't really know how much Khaled does for yeah. the songs. We know Metro's in there. Mm-hmm. He's and, doing that work. And I also want to sh- uh, shout out Detroit rap. That offbeat flow that people do, and people like T Grizzly, yeah. Sada Baby, Blade Icewood, Street Lords, Icewood, Icewood, um, Icewood Vezo. Um, they, I don't know, there's a lot of conversation on who, you know, started the sound, but the two people who put in the mainstream was T Grizzly and Sada Baby. I still remember when T Grizzly dropped yeah. First Day Out. I literally saw like the widest of people community singing along the First Day <laughs> Out. So that's how big that was. And yeah. that offbeat flow we see with so many different artists trying to emulate that. that gotta say, that is not my favorite genre of rap music. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not for me. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I see those artists. Hey, if you like it, you like it. Mm-hmm. It's not. But yes, they are influential. There's mm-hmm. definitely a sound to that. You can say the grime rappers. I'm not sure who started this drill. Ah, uh, drill. Drill's been around for so mm-hmm. long, but someone in England or in that area mm-hmm. made New York rappers start doing it. Yeah, and I don't know who to I don't know who to credit there. There's so that, many but, people yeah. who originated, but I think the artists who can pinpoint is Skepta, who put it on a mainstream level, and people from the United States yeah. were even hearing what was going on in the UK. And just some quick shout outs to I also think people like Frank Ocean uh, making the alternative yeah. R and B. Um, yeah, Beyonce, yep, exactly. Beyonce, Rihanna, in terms of making that R and B mainstream style for a lot of black yeah. musicians out there. Ariana Grande is another huge one in terms of the pop artist. Have you heard of Tim yeah. McRae by any chance? Yes, she's been popping pop recently. Singer, she's yeah. always been growing her career, like it's similar to Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. And now is her big break with the single she's dropping. Yeah. People are comparing her to Britney Spears because she's a great dancer. But I think Ariana mm-hmm. Grande for our generation is the person who's been the most influential when she dropped she's a "Thank You huge. Next." Um, positions, those type of tracks and mm-hmm. albums. Yep. I'm trying to think of any other singers, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure an R&B singer would say SZA, mm-hmm. just songwriting wise. I think she's got to drop. We talked about this before. She's got to drop more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's great. Her someone tweeted about this, but Snooze is still top ten in the Billboard, and that song isn't like a TikTok trend. It's not. It's just purely based on people liking the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, she released the remix with Justin Bieber. That album. It, it's good for that's how you come back from five year hiatus. Yeah, and that's that was why, very impressive. And that's why I was so shocked that Jack even got the number one position because there's so many great tracks that are already in there, and you have this yeah. really strong fan base of Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs who have been uh-huh. on the top five for like months. Yeah, that one song was there. It was locked in. Was it Fast it Cars or Morgan Wallen's song? Maybe the Morgan Wallen. Was it the album? Something like his song or his album was number one for months, and like yeah. no rap song could top it. Yeah. But let's dive into, and I was really excited when you brought this up, uh, the best five rap albums in the last five years. And yes. when you when I did my research, Adam, I told you, I was so excited. I spent like an hour and 30 minutes just going through all the incredible albums that we got. And hip hop, it's, it's a live band. It's just a bad year yeah. for 2023. Just one bad year. But hopefully yeah. it stays up in 2024. 
I definitely forgot some. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do as much research. I was just trying to think to my head the last three years. Yeah. Because five years ago, that's like 2018. You that's know what's a lot funny? of albums. I think both of us, majority of our albums are going to come from 2018. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't even know. Is that like, is Astro World 2018 and yep. Swimming? Come on. All those? Yeah. Right, mine are all just 2020s. I did not go back to those years. That Daytona, like that whole year is inc- yeah. crazy. This is what I have. Mm-hmm. It's all 2020s. Uh, Forever Story, J.I.D. Mm-hmm. It's Almost Dry, Pusha T. Off-season J. Cole, Mr. Morale, Love for Rents Me Now. This is, well, I guess in that t- five-year time span, Alfredo came out, which mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite albums of all time. I also wrote SSS, which didn't get that much love when Freddie dropped it. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the album. Yeah. It's just a straight rap album. And More Black Superheroes by West Side Gun. Or no, West Side Boogie. Sorry. Yep, West Side Boogie. Love that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were definitely about a name, so I'm like, the one behind me. Uh, call me if you get lost. I'm trying to think what else is behind me. Uh, not, I think that's not, good. Not Revenge not of the, the Dreamers. Steppers. You just get <laughs> Yeah. No, I said Mr. Rao. I said Mr. Rao. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Reven- <laughs> I will die on this hill, but Reven- Revenge of the Dreamers, mm-hmm. for its like impact of what they did all around it with the documentary, mm-hmm. I think is a classic album. Yeah. Because it puts so many of those type of artists on, has so many producers. And it's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. They invited all these artists and they cooked up and made amazing songs. But what, what am I forgetting? Because I'm definitely forgetting. So, 444, is that five years? 2017. Okay, it's out of there. Yeah. But this is my top five. And this is in no order, of course. Um, okay. Travis Scott, Astroworld, Mac yeah. Miller Swimming, Pusha T, yeah. Daytona, Freddie yeah. Gibbs, Bandana. and the is that big, five years? Yep, I know. It's crazy. It's within wow. five years. And then uh, Tana Talk 3, Benny the Butcher, 2018. So four out of my really? albums okay. were 2018. Bandana was 2019. That's crazy. And let, let me year. tell you, these albums and the albums I'm going to share for my bonus, I just look at them and I think hip-hop is, is still at its peak. It's yeah. not gone down at all. I'm surprised you picked It's Dry Over Daytona. That 2018 I, year was special. I will say I did not realize we were doing like <laughs> until 2018. And well, you said five, that was was it five years that you said? No, it did say five years. I just don't think mentally. I, okay. like, I just thought 2020. Yeah. Uh, but I will say It's Almost Dry. Mm-hmm. For, to follow up Daytona... I think the the only skip on it is rock and roll, but some people actually mm-hmm. like that song with Kanye and Cuddy. It is amazing. Yeah. I saw it twice on tour, so I might have a different personal connection with enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I love Push. Yeah. Oh, yeah who mm-hmm. your bonuses? My bonuses. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to, of course, I think two of the best rappers of this decade. Of course, everyone wants to talk about J. Cole, Kendrick, and uh, Drake. But these guys, Ka and Rock Marciano, okay. They have yeah. been doing this for so long and at such a high level. I'm not sure how big of a fan you'll be of these two. You'll mo- mostly you'll be a fan of Rock Marciano. I like Rock Marcy. Yep. And it's more so Kyle on well. that Griselda um, space. Yeah. It's very gritty, underground 90s, mob deep, hip-hop. And mm-hmm. Carl dropped The Descendants of Cain and Orpheus vs. the Sirens with Animals, the producer. And then, of course, Rock Marciano dropped The Elephant's Man's Bones. Fire. Um, so good. Great album. Mm-hmm. Quantum Leap on that album. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of Griselda-type albums I can name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boldy, Jam- Boldy James has a few that are mm-hmm. great. Pray for Paris, I would throw in there. Yep. Uh, the Black, I can't, From King to a God by Conway. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Maybe. That one. I think I had another one in my head. But yeah, those that, that lane of rappers is really doing a great job at consistently putting out great content. Mm-hmm. That's like great music that sticks around for a pretty long time. Oh, 
Stove God Cooks, Reasonable Drought, which yep. is pro- executive produced by Rock Marcia. Mm-hmm. That's he's an acquired taste, but I'm the taste. Like I like it. Yeah. That's my guy. And I'm not sure if we mentioned him already, but I feel like we have to. Maybe in the influential conversation, tell the creator. This guy went three yeah. for three, flower boy, Igor, all, you know, all, Igor and yeah. call me if you get lost. Um, he's he's different. He's on a different level and on a trajectory to maybe become yeah. um, you know, that top three spot. And it's ironic, right? And this is where we can have this Travis conversation too. That fourth place spot was Travis. Now, to me, it's yeah. Tyler. Fifth Travis. Now he dropped Utopia. How do you feel? Yeah. I will say, I don't want to slight Travis at all because mm-hmm. Travis is an amazing artist. Of course. But I think Travis gets the label of like this huge experimentation artist mm-hmm. that, oh my God, what's this album going to sound like? I think it kind of ends up sounding kind of like, I think we all thought Utopia was going to have this whole crazy futuristic sound. Mm-hmm. And it sounded similar to Asheroll, similar to his Kanye influence versus Tyler, the creator. I generally don't know what the next album will sound like. Yeah. This dude drops like a beautiful California sounding flower boy. Love it. Then he gets drops an album that is not rap at all, but is labeled as a rap album <laughs> in Igor. Yeah. That is not what anyone was expecting. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, drops a straight rap album inspired by that West Side Gun Griselda type music. Mm-hmm. So this next album, fuck, Tyler could mess around and make a pop album, mm-hmm. like even more pop than what Igor would be considered. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me, and he probably would execute it really well. He could do a jazz album. So I generally, like, he's probably the only artist where I'm like, where the hell is he going to go next? Yeah. Cole, with the fall off, I can anticipate what it will sound like. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not what I hope it sounds mm-hmm. like. But, yeah, Tyler, it's like, what? Mac Miller's an artist like that, too. Yep. What was Mac Miller going to do next? He was at the peak of his skill. Yeah, and he was really on the alternative wave. Um, He kind of left yeah. rap for a little bit to do these swimming there was, circles. Yeah, There was rumors that there was a third album that was supposed to com- complete swimming in circles, mm-hmm. and it was going to be straight rap because the song Programs dropped as a single. Yeah, Programs. If you know that song. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be like maybe a single to this whole rap album project yeah. that he was going to do. And he, uh, I, I could talk about that for hours. He was going to be so much more special than how special he already was. Mm-hmm. I miss that man a lot. Uh, rest in peace to Mac. And, you know, regarding Tyler, I think he's the one who's carrying hip-hop on his back, apart from the big three. He's the guy that everyone's looking up to. For J. Cole, I don't know what this next album will sound like. I know it will sound mature. If I can think of a track mm-hmm. that this album will sound like, I think of Middle Child. That was the start. Like, when J. Cole dropped that song, yeah. that was when everyone stopped putting um, J. Cole at number three. That was a song where everyone was like, okay, J. Cole is on some type of wavelength that people aren't going to be able to touch him mm-hmm. and if he continues that for the fall off man i cannot wait um yeah yeah even for that song it's not even what i expect because it's a it's a mm-hmm. melodic trap sounding rap j cole song mm-hmm. which he did get into on the off season with like amari mm-hmm. and songs like that i feel like he's just going to be rapping his ass off but maybe that's just what i want from him mm-hmm. i don't I have, I have full faith yeah I'm a stand. He can drop anything. Mm-hmm. And he can I drop want... more poop bars. I'll be on it. <laughs> and I want to list a couple more artists just so I know I got them out of my chest. Uh, one being what's going on in the UK with Dave, Stormzy, and Lil mm-hmm. Sims. They have been eating over there. Fire. And they've been dominating for the last five years. And then... Think, do I have mm-hmm. anyone... Any, oh, keep going. Okay, okay. I'll keep going. Uh, who else was going to say... Oh, yes. Funny, because the guy I'm about to say, but... When he, when he announced the album came out and it happened to be a collaboration project with Jay-Z, this album has forever been one of my favorites 
of this decade. And that's written testimony by Jay Electronica. Um, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He just, Apart from being he does not, anti Semitic. Yeah, he does not like Jewish people, but it's a, yeah. it's a good album. I mean, my problem with that album, I hate when artists do this. It happens though. Mm-hmm. If you haven't dropped an album in 10 years, mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. Jay Z cannot have the first word spoken Bro, on your album. I don't care. It slaps. <laughs> I don't care. I like yeah, it's it's a good album. Yeah. He's a he's a, he's a good rapper. Fuck. Yeah, he's the <laughs> ultimate mysterious rapper. And uh I think that kind of concludes my list. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. Nas Magic, that was an incredible album. Yeah. Um Eve's Was uh, Tribe uh, was Tribe Called Quest? Um Thank You Now for Your Service. Yes. Was that Ooh, I think five that was twenty seventeen? Yep, twenty seventeen. album? Yeah. It is so good mm-hmm. for a group to come back twenty years later. Yeah, and it didn't get they didn't nominate it for a Grammy after they also asked them to perform at the Grammys mm-hmm. because the Grammys suck. How yeah. do you not now look what's nominated this year? And they didn't nominate that Tribe album. It's that's sad. insane. It came out twenty sixteen. Rest in peace to Fife Dog. Oh, um, that's way longer. Yeah, than I thought. it's uh, excellent album. And I know uh, Q Tip was pissed because it didn't win, and the Grammys were kind of the Grammys do this all the time. They invite it wasn't people. that they didn't win. They weren't nominated, I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. They weren't nominated at all. And yeah. they mm-hmm. were asked to perform. And it's pretty hard. To, I know Travis dealt with that too. Travis performed at the awards and then lost with Astroworld. Mm-hmm. So I think he was pissed. Yeah, let which me, understandable. Let me include this too because I want to say this. Travis has had an incredible career. And his whole entire, if you look at his whole entire career, he's done it right. There's nothing he did wrong. But I feel so bad because. Eh, one thing. What's one thing? Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty big one thing. Oh, I got you. But apart from that, also, yeah. some music otherwise he's done well. He's done well. He's done well. I just feel bad because he, I don't think he can go up after Astroworld. That album was too it's hard. I, we're going to look back and we're going to say, yeah, that was a classic Bro. album. That was a moment in time. It is. Yep. Slappers. Mm-hmm. Hit song after hit song. It is. I was thinking about this the other day because I was listening to Can't Say. Yeah. There's not like this new Jack song. It's a different type of slapper. It's more of a mm-hmm. pop slapper, and maybe first person. Like I don't know. It was a song. Like every song that's like on that album could have been the top ten song at one point this year. Yeah, it dropped. Man, shout it's to Travis. Album. Shout to these new artists. Rap is alive. I'm so sorry for the negative attitude this year, guys. Rap. It's just a slow year, you know. And, and obviously, me and yeah. Adam we care about hip hop, so we want it Rough to year. be good. But next year, man, Tyler and Cole is gonna be back. Those big artists are gonna be mm-hmm. back. Um, it's it's gonna be amazing. But. Let us know what you guys think of your top five albums, the most influential artists, and I will see you in the next one. See you later. Peace. Yeah. Peace.